Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed by what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart. For those of you who are not aware, my PhD dissertation research is specifically in menstrual cycle and or female physiology. And one of the things that happens so often when we talk about female or menstruating individuals' performance is getting all hung up on the idea of a perfect training around the menstrual cycle thing where the factors that are the most important for menstruating individuals um, and females in general are going to be three things that I want to talk about today. So for today on the pod, I want to break down three of the most important things that you should consider if you're an active menstruating individual or you work with female athletes or coach them, things like that. And so this is stemming from a post I made on Instagram. And when I made this post, I did get a few very valid remarks that aren't these things just what everyone should consider? And yes, they are. But if you're an active female specifically or an active menstruating individual, these are things that while it may seem duh, this is important for all active individuals, I want to explain today why they are so dang important for you specifically. And so my top three for menstruating individuals, whether you're on birth control or not on birth control, whomever, whatever your status may be, is three of the most important things that are going to impact your performance and your fitness goals, your race goals, your lifting goals, the gym, and also your health and well-being, which are tied to fitness. They are not totally independent of each other. Is going to be my three favorite friends, carbs, protein, and overall calories. So yes, you can see how this might be something that people are like, well, that's what everyone should be considered. But let's talk about why these things are so important for menstruating individuals and female trainees. So the first one being calories as a whole. So typically female athletes, female people who engage in resistance training, and anyone who identifies as a woman is probably going to be peer pressured or societally pressured as someone who feels like they can't quite eat as much as they might need to eat, especially when it comes to performance metrics and goals. And so 
I really emphasize caloric intake first and foremost over even everything else because it does not matter if you have this perfect training split and you track your cycle and you have all these things dialed in or even the slight fluctuations in protein and fat or carbs that happen with the cycle. Under eating is going to be the single biggest detriment to your performance and progress in any and all of your fitness, athletic, or performance goals. This, yes, applies to everyone, but when it comes to uh, female athletes, something that has stemmed from the female athlete triad is something now called energy availability. And so energy availability is essentially this really fancy way of saying that the amount of energy that your body has available after exercise is not enough to meet its basic physiological functions and needs. And this either comes from under eating or exercising more than what like your body can handle. So there's two ways of doing it. It's not necessarily always coming from under eating. It can be from over exercising, but usually it's a mix of the two or very often being under fueled or underfed can lead to this. And so males can also have these issues, uh, but they are a lot less sensitive to energy deficits as uh, menstruating individuals because at the end of the day, our bodies want to make babies. And so when it comes to this, energy availability is really, really important. So it, if you are underfueled, this is going to, again, I, I cannot state this enough, impact more of your progress and more of your goals than anything else that you're doing. And so with this, um, again, female trainees or menstruating trainees tend to have a greater sensitivity to energy deficits than males or anyone who's more of a testosterone dominant um, athlete or individual. And so with that being said, really these cutoffs they found through some of these studies um, in the early 2000s where they, they, they looked at this, they figured out what the minimum amount of energy per day we need before we start to see things like menstrual cycle dysfunction or bone density loss, things like that and impacting performance. And it has expanded now as a, a greater part of the original triad to this whole network of things that we should factor and consider when it comes to working with female or menstruating athletes. And caloric intake is a huge one and energy availability is a huge one. And so what this looks like specifically is going to be trying to get in at least 40 to 45 grams or calories per kilogram of body weight. Okay, let me restate that. Sorry. It's going to look like getting between 40 to 45 calories per day per pound. Oh my goodness gracious, my friends. Let me try this one more time. It's going to look like getting in 40 to 45 calories per kilogram of fat-free mass per day. I was getting my units all mixed up in my head. I'm very sorry. So it's going to be, that's the amount of rough calories per pound of essentially lean mass you have in your body is a fancy way of saying that. And so while a lot of you might not know what your actual lean mass is or body composition is, you may be able to get a rough estimate through the in-body scales. Uh, you might be able to pay to get a DEXA or I will link something called a MyMade app, which is a photo-based 2D way of estimating your body fat percentage, which is a pretty got good estimate. And so I say this not to figure out how much fat you have, but necessarily how much muscle you have, because that's important. And so for those of you who don't aren't interested in finding what your body composition is or you don't have it and you have no idea how to do that math, what that essentially equates to is that you just need to eat a minimum amount of calories per day. 
um, to match basically your most metabolically active tissues and the activity that you're doing and the energy that you're doing. Or if you eat below that threshold, that is when your body will go into things of having menstrual cycle dysfunction, um, suppressing your menstrual cycle and ovulatory cycles where you skip ovulation and or lose your period altogether and that's for like someone who's not on birth control and so that's not to scare you there's a lot of things that can cause those things but inadequate eating especially matched with high levels of exercise traditionally and especially aerobic exercise which kind of puts your body into a energy deficit while you're doing it can lead to these things and so I think so often in a world of hormone experts and cycle programming experts and all these people who are pushing all these big scary things the biggest thing missing and the biggest thing that impacts these things within your performance is eating enough food it's not your high intensity interval workouts that are hurting you and it's not not having a perfectly periodized period cycle training that's hurting you it's going to be not eating enough energy to match what you need so that your body has not only enough energy to recover from the demands of your exercise but to also still meet its basic physiological functions it needs to keep you healthy because if you're not healthy and your body's not a safe space that's why it, I mean it you know theoretically it's not going to want to make a baby and so going to down regulate those processes but they are really important and so even if you're not experiencing a regular menstrual cycle um, and you're on birth control and you maybe don't have your cycle as a way to indicate this, I get that question a lot, you can still like kind of make sure that you're eating enough calories. These st rules still apply to you. Um, you sh should be able to kind of know if you're eating enough and detecting these things by making sure that like some of your biomarkers, like having enough calcium, maybe things that are metrics of bone density are you know there you have good energy good recovery good sex drive good sleep all of those things are also really good markers of eating enough food and recovering and stuff like that not having your performance feeling like it's negatively impacted so I know it is hard to tell I in myself am on birth control so I'm with you on that but um, making sure that you're eating enough is important for all people it's not just something that only people who are experiencing a regular menstrual cycle can monitor and track like you can still and should feel yourself appropriately regardless of what your oral contraceptive or birth control status is or is not so Calories are important, my friends. Having enough energy to recover from what you're putting your body under stress-wise is so, so, so vital. And so before you want to jump in on all these specific things and blame other factors in your program or freak out about your health because of some TikTok trend, I really want to remind you that fueling first is going to always be the most important. And I cannot stress that enough. I say that because I love you. And so I will link my free macro calculator in the show notes and the YouTube notes as well. If you are interested, um, I use the equation that we use in lab, which is pretty good, and it doesn't tend to underestimate you. Of course, a calorie calculator is not perfect. It's not going to replace what a coach does. It has no idea what your dieting history is, but it might give you a rough idea of where you should be, and I have different activity status levels within that, so you can kind of make sure that you're eating enough for that. And so instead of doing all my fancy calculations that I gave earlier, um, you can simply just plug that in there and kind of see roughly where you're at. But do not be shocked if you are moderate to highly active individual female um that your caloric intake might be well over 2,000 calories 2,000 2,200 2,400 2,600 upwards of 3,000 like that is something that seems shocking in a world where all uh you know, women feel like they need to under eat or eat below 2000 calories all the time. But if you're highly active, your body needs energy. And so you're going to have to give it that. And so that's really, really important for health and function across the board. So 
To get into the more nitty-gritty, though, let's talk about my other two. And these are the macronutrients that are really, really important for these things. And this is not to say that fat isn't important. I talk about this in my um, one of my other podcasts on four mistakes you're making with hybrid training. But, like, I like to joke that fats find you. It's easy to get in enough fats. It's easy to add fats. I feel like so many of foods in our commercial diets have fats in them that we're getting them um, regardless. So this isn't saying to under-eat fat because fat is also really important for health, metabolic health. Um, hormones, all of these things, uh, especially, you know, eating unsaturated fats and including those in your diet, like healthy, good fats. So this is to not me saying that fats aren't important, but specifically if we're talking about like active and performance outputs and those types of things, what's so important is going to be then billing off calorie intake is carb intake and protein intake. And so Carbohydrates, again, calories and carbs just get such a bad rap, especially in female training populations because of the overlap between the diet industry and the dietary messages with athletic. And it doesn't help that coming from other niches, we have like the very low fat uh, or low carb, high fat athletic type push, especially. I feel like that's more the biohacky bro science world. And it's really confusing because you don't really know what to do. But again, um, if you are a, a, a an active person who has – a menstrual cycle or you identify as a woman or any of those things these things are so incredibly vital and important because carbohydrates are going to fuel your performance but also again being in a carb deficit might be just as stressful on your body as being like in a calorie deficit and we don't want to be in that all the time and so I always tell people like if you're going to go keto go keto or don't but if you're going to be in the in between that's just going to be more miserable so I'm giving this advice that if you love keto you love low carb you're doing it great, amazing, making sure you're eating enough calories within that, whatever. I'm not saying that's optimal, but most of you aren't trying to probably optimize your performance. But if you are, or if you are not doing these low carb, high fat protocols where you're actually in states of ketosis and adapting to those, and you're kind of in that in-between for you kind of just feel like garbage all of the time, then this is really important for you, especially if you have performance, fitness, and athletic goals. A lot of literature shows that really that Low-carb diets are just not as optimal when it comes to upper-level exercise performance, and so there are more strategic ways to do that, and that's another conversation for another day, um, but specifically for so many of you, especially in my niche and the women that I kind of work with and coach, you have running goals or really intense lifting goals, and most of you are eating carbohydrates in your diet already, but you might not be eating enough, and those carbohydrate in that intake is going to really help improve your performance and improve your recovery. And it might, the needs with that might alter across your cycle as well, depending on your own individual response. And so carbs are really important. And so women might respond differently to carb intakes across the month and you can't adjust that, but you need to eat carbohydrates and you really need it to eat it both before and during endurance activity or around your workouts in general, especially if you're doing high intensity, high volume or endurance based stuff. We tend to restrict what we need and underestimate what we need, but you probably need more carbs than you actually need. And when I say that, I mean like strict carbohydrate sources, not just like, you know, pizza and macaroni and cheese where we think those carbs, those aren't like strict traditional carb sources. I'm talking like, you know, rice, sweet potatoes, cereal, applesauce, fruit, grains, smoothies, things where you're getting in more strict carb sources to increase that part of your diet, not just like eating whatever you want because it has a carb in it. We specifically want to increase your dietary carbohydrate intake from carb-specific sources. So I'm not telling you all to go inhale six pizzas after your training session, but just being mindful of your carb needs in relation to that. And so 
Carbs are really important for performance in general across the board, but even so in women, and a lot of people try to think that women have different carb needs than men, and these things might alter based off certain things, or we might not be able to carb load. And really what this comes down to is that during the first half of your menstrual cycle, if you are experiencing a normal regular menstrual cycle, is that estrogen is really dominant, and essentially this just causes us to it's kind of confusing when we think about these things because yes estrogen also boosts fat metabolism but it's kind of dominant in the first half of your cycle on its own without progesterone so during this first half of the cycle you are probably going to utilize and burn through uh, more carbohydrate in general so you're going to have like a higher carbohydrate oxidation in this first half of your cycle and especially if you have a really positive response to cycle effects on your training where some people don't um, you might want to increase carbohydrate intake during that first half of the month uh so kind of days one through 14 the onset of your period through ovulation because that might you might have also a greater decrease in your glycogen stores your muscle stores um across that because of that high carbohydrate activity going on within your body so you might have to replenish more or eat more during that time or if you're carb loading kind of bump that up um and then the second half of your cycle, the luteal phase, you kind of might be a little bit more fat dominant. You have a high progesterone, high estrogen, estrogen at the same time. And that progesterone kind of has what we call anti-estrogen effects, which might impact your sensitivity to that and might make you like a little less carbohydrate sensitive or insulin sensitive. And you might oxidize more fat. That's why you might crave a little bit more fat during this time period, things like that. But you, while you might want to bump up some fats in your diet to meet that, you still want to make sure you're prioritizing carbohydrate before or during your workouts, which can help decrease the negative impacts that your cycle might have if it has during this phase on your training. And so I say this specifically because we think that all of these hormonal effects on our fitness might be like really detrimental to our training. But one of the ways that it, you know, these things have been shown to be reduced in the literature is through feeding. A lot of things are reduced after feeding that we might see in a fasted state. And um, building on that, that means that like if you say women have a more poor response during their second half of their menstrual cycle during that luteal phase, eating a carbohydrate-dense meal before that decreases decrements on performance or you know, metabolism, lactate appearance, things that affect our performance or how we feel in the gym. And so that's really important because if you're feeling like garbage, you can use strategic nutritional approaches to improve that and so that you can feel better or maybe overcome those detriments. So the biggest thing that I tell people is to focus on increased carbs in the first half, timing in the second half specifically. And so I will always, without a doubt, get the question of what to do if you're on hormonal birth control, things like that. And if you're on a pill, you're probably just going to eat consistently across the month. I recommend that to all people. If you're eating adequate carbs across the month, even with a normal menstrual cycle, generally a lot of those things will work out if you incorporate eating enough carbs before and after your workouts and eating enough carbs in general, and then maybe altering a little bit if you feel like you need a little bit more. But if you're on a birth control pill that's like pretty traditional across the month, for the most part, you can probably just eat consistent and still prioritize those things with basic nutrition strategies like we recommend to everyone. Um, same with like IUDs and stuff like that. You might still have hormonal fluctuations even if you're not having a cycle. So really just figure out what you're taking and any effects that if you feel like change across your cycle or your body. But for most of you, you can just kind of eat normal and traditionally across the month and not alter things unless you feel like there's an effect on you and you need to adjust that. And that's perfectly fine. And so building off that on my very last note here is factoring in 
protein. So protein is important for everyone, for all fitness goals, for all people, for body composition, for fat loss, for muscle gain, for endurance, for strength. Like protein is really important, but it's really important here specifically because as a whole, women or menstruating individuals tend to just have harder times um, with or greater man my man today guys I cannot they tend to have lower rates of muscle development or increased rates of muscle and bone loss as we age because we just really don't engage in resistance training or we engage in under fueling and those things are really important muscle and bone development are really important but protein plays a really important role in those things in the ability that we can do um, what we can do in the gym and our training and our fitness and protein is really important but it's really hard to get enough in so I will reference I don't know if it's going to come out before or after this podcast but I am going to have a video coming out on YouTube on how to get more protein in I have tons of protein content on uh, Instagram protein is like a really big struggle for a lot of people but specifically women and so protein is really important because you need to be eating enough protein for your body and your muscles to recover from the stress that you're putting on it but also across the menstrual cycle again there might be some impacts of the cycle or if you use a progesterone based birth control that might impact your protein metabolism decrease it so you might want to bump up protein during those time periods or under those conditions if you need that as well but muscle development repair and maintenance in women is so vital specifically across the lifetime and eating enough calories and protein and carbs in general all play a role into this especially because as we age we lose muscle and we lose bone and a lot of women don't spend the amount of time that we would want them to in their early years developing resistance training routines that improve this but having adequate dietary intake along with resistance training at any point in your life can improve this and it's really really important that we do that but we also fuel it to recover it so we can continue to make progress and stress our bones and muscles and either maintain them or gain within them because they do have direct contributions back to our health but also our performance and so those things are super 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 important and so with that being said, yes, there's a hundred and one things that we can rant about that are ideal for athletic performance and training in athletic females and menstruating individuals. But at the end of the day, I think we love to obsess over cycle syncing and timing this perfectly where at, at, at the very base of the pyramid of the priorities of what we should be looking at in like female athletic populations is caloric and energy intake is like the foundation of that. If that is not being met, so many other things are just they're just not important time fine-tuning your training to your hormonal fluctuations is just not important if you're not eating it, it it just as at the bottom of the pyramid and so you know thinking about your nutrient intake and then your macronutrient intake and making sure that you're well hydrated and you're sleeping well and stress managing then you can get into those more advanced techniques where you're altering intake or performance around any individually noted hormonal fluctuations but at the end of the day you really need to be fueling first. Fuel first is the biggest thing. And those intakes specifically of protein and carbohydrates are going to have massively direct like impacts on your training and your performance, especially in a world where we feel like we need to under eat calories, under eat carbs and protein is so hard to get in. And so with that, I encourage you, if you are struggling with these things, eating enough calories, eating enough carbs, eating enough protein, don't be afraid to supplement these things or find easy ways to get them in your diet. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I use Legion Protein, which also sponsors the podcast. You can use my code LITTLELIST for 20% off your first order. Um, they have a fantastic way in plant-based protein that you can probably supplement about 20 to 35 grams a day, which would really help bump you up to those goals as an extra serving on top of eating three to five you know, high-protein meals. And 
and that other video I have coming out will be really insightful for that. But, you know, don't feel defeated by these things. You don't necessarily have to track all of your food or diet or do anything to do this correctly, but you do need to be mindful of what you're taking in and making sure that you are fueling yourself well. And if you do not know how to do that, working with a professional who can help you do that, especially if you feel like it's impacting your performance. A lot of my listeners are women engaging in running, uh, heavy weightlifting or trying to combine them both together. And I cannot tell you how many messages I get saying, oh my God, I started eating enough protein or I increased my carb intake or I, you know, I stopped being so worried about eating too little calories and I'm, you know, I'm recovering better. My training sessions are going better. I'm lifting more weight. I'm running faster. So do not est- underestimate how much these things impact your performance in the acute like so short term but in the long term these things have very meaningful and direct and important impacts on your health as well menstrual cycle health well-being things like that bone health muscle health things that are so important and those all also affect your metabolism which we're obsessed with and so it's easy to think if I under eat and I restrict that is going to be the most optimal for you know just staying smaller or losing weight or things like that but that's not true if you want to support your metabolic health and your body and in, in in the long term and the short term in both your performance and long term and even if you have body recomposition goals Working with your body and improving your metabolism and means eating adequate calories, eating enough protein, eating adequate carbs to match your energy intake and training those muscles and doing the things that you love that will all improve their performance and like their ability to use fat and carbs as well. So do not underestimate these three things. Do not wash it off as saying, well, it's easy for Alyssa to say she can eat 3000 calories a day. I cannot, not right now, not unless I'm ultra training, but that's just an a great reflection of the increased intake to my demands. So with that being said, I hope this was helpful for you all. I, I know that saying carbs, calories, and protein are the three most important things, but, you know, besides obviously like sleep and hydration and social support and enjoyment and things like that, but when it comes to the things that are going to really, really directly impact impact your performance those are three of the most important things before anything else then factoring in you know you have to have an intelligent training program which I offer here at Little List Fitness with the list method in my running programs and factoring those things in alongside of it which we love to emphasize a ton but do not jump to the extremes do not jump to perfectly periodizing your period before you stick to the basics and get those dialed in first so Thank you for listening to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. I'm sorry I stumbled so much today. I don't, I got tongue twisted a few times there. But with that being said, we'll link anything referenced in the show today in the show notes or YouTube notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, please rate, I mean, so subscribe and like this video. Um, And if you're listening on any platform, rate, review, subscribe. If you listen to this, take a screenshot of it, share it on Instagram, tag me at littlestfitness. I would love to hear from you. Um, And if you incorporate these very very simple but very necessary hacks to your training and improve your performance i'd love to hear that as well so have a great rest of your day thank you for tuning in to the messy middle podcast we will catch you on the next episode